What's up, everyone? Hey, we are back on the Mac Podcast. Hey, today we're talking about everything mastering your wealth with 10 financial ratios you probably are not tracking, but these are designed for your 20s and 30s so you can have financial freedom down the road. Uh, this was in my email, by the way. If you do not subscribe to my email, you certainly should. There's a ton of free content that we deliver in this each and every Saturday morning. Um, make sure to go find me on LinkedIn, subscribe. Uh, it's on Substack. You should be able to find multiple ways to uh, get to this email. And uh, it's called Unfollow the Herd, and uh, where we challenge conventional thinking because, yeah, just like myself, I, uh, I always like to challenge the conventional thinking and the conventional ways. Um, but let's get in this. Um, mastering your wealth with 10 financial ratios you must keep track of, especially in your 20s and 30s. Um, so uh, what's the best way to become a millionaire in five to 10 years? Well, you got to get really freaking clear on what you want and what you need. Um, two, you need to turn your habits into systems. So I'm not, I'm not talking about just making habits. Don't just make goals. Like we don't want to lose just because we got a, let's say a weight loss goal or uh, a, a financial freedom goal, it's more important that you develop the habit instead of hitting the goal. The habit is always more important than the final outcome. So always remember that uh, you need to have good habits in order to hit your goals, but it's always more important to stick to the habits themselves. So yeah, two, ha turn habits into the systems. And three, measure your progress along the way. Anything you don't measure, you're not going to know your progress. Um, and this could be anything in life. I don't care what it is. It could be how, how many cold calls you make, how many houses you put offers on, how many real estate projects you put on, offers on, um, how much money you make, how many hours you worked that week. You can measure anything as an entrepreneur, uh, just as a W-2 job. This is not overwhelming stuff, but it's just things that Anything you measure, I guarantee you will improve on. Um, and so basically this guide is all about number three, though, measuring your progress, helping you measure the progress of your financial goals using the 10 ratios that you must know in your 20s and 30s. Um, so here we go. Number one, a savings rate. So I don't usually talk about this, but it's measuring the percentage of monthly income saved. So what are you actually saving? Remember, in order to invest in real estate in to do in all these investing things, we got to make sure that we're actually saving a little bit of capital so we can do so, right? Um, so basically take the amount saved divided by your monthly gross income and then times it by 100. So if you're earning $5,000 a month, you're saving 1000 a thousand divided by five thousand is twenty percent. So aim for at least twenty percent. That means that you have to live on eighty percent of what you make. And I'm telling you, there's sixty percent of the nation that is not doing this right now. They're living paycheck to paycheck. What does that mean? Of the five thousand dollars they're living on, most of them probably are over five thousand. That's why the credit card debt also hit an all new high. They're probably spending fifty three hundred dollars a month and. Every single month, it's $300 more, $300 more. And guess what? Now you have compounding interest. It's going to be very difficult for you to dig yourself out. Now, if you can live on $4,000 and keep $1,000, things get really magical. And uh, you're going to take a little bit of pain. You're going to drive older cars. I guarantee this will be the one thing that you need to keep track of. So keep track of your savings rate. And again, 
Make sure you're subscribed to the email. That's where you can find the whole list of this. It breaks it all down. Um, I'm just uh, going back through it. So um, you help deliver you guys who want video message and uh, listen to podcasts. So um, the second one, debt to income ratio. Now, very important when you're going to buy homes, you're going to buy anything where you need leverage at a bank. Um, it's basically the amount of proportion of income consumed by debt. So your total monthly debt payments, so how many, what's your debt payments divided by your monthly gross income times 100. So basically, if you owe $500 in credit cards um, with a 5,000 monthly income, that's 10%. You're owing $500 a month or you owe $500 on your credit cards and you owe 10%. So anyway, a debt to income, you want to make sure to keep it under 36%. That's kind of your magical number where your credit stays the highest. That means you have free credit available. Um, now, if you owe 10,000 and you have 5,000 in income, you're in a screwed position. You're not going to be easily going to dig yourself out of debt, but you need to, you must before you go and try and buy anything. Um, so Number three, the emergency fund ratio. So this is super important no matter what you own. I don't care if you run a business. I do this in all my businesses. You also have to do this on your properties. You want an emergency fund. So basically the duration your savings will cover your costs. So total emergency fund divided by monthly expenses. So basically $6,000 saved with 2,000 monthly expenses, you're covered for three months, right? So if you got six grand in the savings account and your income goes dry, zero, you can survive three months and that's the minimum you want to cover. Um, so, you know, no different on a, uh, on a, on a real estate project. Hey, if the expenses are $30,000 a month, I need to hold at least 90, if not $180,000 in the, in the reserve line, um, for unexpected things. I don't know if the roof's going to, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe my occupancy drops, maybe things happen. And, uh, you know what? It's better off than going to try and figure out how to plow money in there. It's better off having it in the property itself. And, uh, you know what, as long as that's built up enough, then we do distribution. So we always make sure to have three to six months and this is key in anything. So emergency fund ratio, uh, number four, uh, investment assets to debt ratio. So basically, uh, you're you're measuring your investment assets compared to your debt. So the formula is total investment assets divided by total debt. Uh, basically, you got $100,000 in assets with $50,000 in debt. Well, your ratio is two to one, right? So um, you don't want to over leverage anything, right? Like no, we talk about this in real estate. You could talk about this in your car. People will leverage these cars, I think to 110% and then understand that like how fast that thing depreciates. And then they push the loan out. Well, I don't know what they're doing. They're doing like 72 month. I've, I've heard longer 84 month loans now. Like you're never going to catch up with how fast that thing depreciates. You just are not. And it's the worst debt you could have. Now, if you're going to buy a $100,000 car and you can get a 0% financing and you have $100,000 in the bank already, I would tell you borrow the money, right? Don't leverage the car, but aim for a ratio that keeps you, you know, in check, right? Like you always want to be in an equity position. If you can stay in an equity position, you will stay out of trouble with the right reserves in place. 
Um, so make sure that you have the right asset to debt ratio. Uh, number four. All right, five, net worth growth rate. So annual increase in net worth. So how fast are you climbing your net worth each year? Um, the formula, current net worth minus last year's net worth divided by the last year's net worth times 100. So basically $110,000 this year from $100,000 last year, you had a 10% growth. It's always interesting to me that most people don't even track their net worth. Um, and you want to make sure that your, your growth is surpassing inflation, right? Like if average inflation this year is I don't know. Let's just say five. I don't know what the average will be, but we're all the way down to what? 3.2, I think they said last week. So let's just use five. Now, if we we have to, we want to always meet or beat, we want to beat it, right? Like we don't want to even meet it because that means we had zero growth. Well, we need, we need to hit over 5% in order to do that. Are our investments making better than inflation? If we have all our money in savings, I guarantee that your savings rate is probably lower than inflation. And you know what? As soon as in interest rates come back down, say in a year from now, whatever, if you got your money locked in savings and interest rates are slowing down or lowering, guess what? Real estate prices are going to go up. Stock prices are going to go up. Everything's, you're going to miss the whole boat. Make sure that you have your money invested so you can beat inflation. I guarantee all your money sittings in a savings account will not beat inflation. It's proven many times over. Dollar cost average and do your favorite fund. Um, do whatever you can to make sure that you can beat it. Um, I would shoot for always a 10% growth uh, at the bare minimum. Uh, you know, 50% is, is too aggressive. Make it manageable. But the key here, guys, the whole freaking thing we're talking about this, make sure that you're actually tracking it. No one tracks this. Um, and remember, your house is not your net worth. So don't think you're buying a house and all of a sudden your net worth is shooting up. No. It's not. You just, you bought yourself a bill. Um, and so let's go through like five more, a little more advanced. Um, I just threw these in there because I thought they were fun. And, and I think it's, it, it's, it's important to listen to. And, and, and this could help, for, help you measure your own life. So again, if you're 20s or 30s, you should know some of these. But um, expense ratio, number six, it's the portion spent on non-essentials. So discretionary spending, the formula is discretionary spending divided by total monthly income times 100. So basically, if you have $500 monthly on hobbies, golf, whatever you're doing with a $5,000 income, that's 10% on leisure. So you want to make sure that you're always below 30% because guys, people, their living expense, sometimes like people's mortgage are 30 to 40%. Like that's the key. It should be actually under 30. Your living expenses should be under 30. The next 30, hey, maybe that's your, uh, your car, your insurance, your whatever you need, renter's insurance, all the other stuff, cell phone bill, you know, and then you got another 40. So you should keep 20 for savings, like we said at the first one, and the 20 should be your hobbies. No more, right? Um, typically people have a problem somewhere else. They, they're spending 20% of their income on their car and there's all these other issues, but stick to 30, 30, 20, 20. And so 30 on your living, 30 on the things you pay your bills with, your car, cell phone, whatever, 20%, make sure that's your hobbies or less and 20% you got remaining for your investments. So you can hopefully retire earlier than 65 years old. Who knows? The retirement age might be 75 by the time we're, we get that old. So uh, we'll see. All right. 
That was six. All right, here's seven, income diversity ratio. So a um, little different, um, um, let's just, it's the side income or passive income, basically your total income, uh, your, your, I should say, your side income or passive income. So income that you don't make from your W-2 divided by your total monthly income divided by, or times 100. So say a property rent yields 1000 bucks a month on a $5,000 monthly income. It's 20% passive. So um, if your monthly income's five grand and you're taking 1000 bucks a month from one of, your, one of your passive properties, you're 20% passive. Your goal is to get up to 100% passive that pays your expensive because then you're living financial freedom. And that's what is the game of life. And uh, if you don't know, uh, a cool game that we've always, I've always played actually with my kids is the game of cash flow. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki came out with that. But it's, it's kind of cool because if you're, like, if you're like the plumber, you know, of course, you have the lowest living expenses. But how, even though your wage is, say, a quarter of the doctor's, like say you're making 50 grand and the doctor's making 250, it's easier to become financial free as the plumber. So I always love like my kids are like, you know, the surgeon or the doctor, and then I'm like the plumber or the construction or maintenance guy and, and just, you know, kick their ass. So um, I always enjoy that. But kind of in the same perspective, you want your passive income, side income, to be a big ratio of your total income and hopefully replace it in all one day. So make sure you're working on that. Eight, liquid assets to become uh, liquid assets to monthly expense ratio. So it's basically the time frame your liquid assets can cover your expenses. So formula total liquid assets divided by monthly expenses. Um, for example, $10,000 in savings versus 2,500 monthly in costs you got four months of financial safety. So it's kind of like the reserve account um, method, but it's just to say, how liquid are you to cover your expenses? And like I said, I think this is similar. You want to hold three to six months, right? Like that's what we talked about. If you can live that, I promise you, you'll live a more relaxed life. And when when an expense comes up that you're like, oh, hey, I got that money in reserve, we're good. Uh, nine, return on life index. So this one was way out there, but um, it's basically a measure of life quality improvements from financial moves. So an example would be like a property near work uh, diminishes a commute. So gifting two hours daily to basically pastimes or driving to work, um, you want to, you know, life quality is such a big thing. And, and you know, however you want to dictate that or see that, um, you can measure this many different ways, but basically the higher return, you know, on the return of life, the better the financial decisions you will make. Um, and, you know, I think it's always something we should, we should track. Uh, 10, future financial independence ratio. So basically it's your current assets versus, versus your projected retirement needs. And so stick with me here because... Not enough people, uh, Jen and I were just shooting this, like, I read many different things, but you like, you're going to need like $2.2 million to retire. They say, I'm, I'm 35. So, you know, in 30 years, I'm going to need $2.2 million, average, median, hopefully retirement. Now you're like, wow, that's way too much money. I don't, I don't, I don't live that expensive. I don't need that much money. Well, you know, here's the example. If you had $500,000 in investments right now, say you're 65, 
and $40,000 in annual retirement costs, you're set to live for 12 years. So if you're 65, you can live till 77. Now I know that is like the average age, but I guarantee you that people are going to live longer as technology improves and, and foods improve and hopefully, you know, uh, things improve. So how would you feel if you were 77 years old and you ran out of money because you're like, shit, I tried to retire a little bit early and I couldn't do this. So what, you know, a good rule of thumb is you should be covering at least 25 plus years when you decide to retire. You just don't know, right? Like, and you don't know if your expenses are going to move around. Things are going to get more expensive. Like just think of all the inflation that we just faced. We could do that two more times, three more times. Who knows? Um, but you want to make sure that you have enough money to cover you. And I think this is going to be a real big problem as you see pensions and these, these old ways of thinking like 401k is going to be the only way to retirement. Shit, there isn't so many people not even investing in their 401ks right now, let alone they cashed them out during COVID. Like, like people, I, the 401k was never designed for full retirement. It's a good diverse tool. It's basically a savings account. And you're going to get penalized if you use it before you're 65. I don't even know if I'm going to live to 65. So uh, that's kind of why I like real estate. I can enjoy a little bit of cash um, while I'm letting my money appreciate. And, uh, you know, those are the things that I like to pay attention to. Um, And guys, if you could do me a favor, um, share this with somebody. Um, Let them know, you know, make sure to subscribe to our email list if you're just like reading but a lot of people like to listen to this in their cars. Make sure to share this with somebody like, hey, are you doing these 10 ratios? Like, did any of these hit home? Uh, you know, there's a few of these that you absolutely have to know. And if you don't know how to run a spreadsheet, like, I don't know, hit me up and I can try and like help you out with a spreadsheet of like making all these so so you guys can track these. But you have to be tracking something. If you're not tracking anything, I guarantee you're not going to get these better. These are KPIs for your life. And this is to measure your, you know, net worth in the future. You're not, if you don't have any clarity on where you want your net worth to be, um, and you have no way, you're not measuring anything. You're just like, oh, I'm going to make 60 this year. I'm going to make 65 next year. Hey, things are good. And, um, and if you're not measuring, like you're putting enough in your 401k or your other investments, or maybe you're not able to do that at all, well, then, you know, you have a lifestyle inflation problem. So you need to get that in check. So, I promise you, if you were to measure all 10 of these, you'd be on a much clearer path, which you could do this week and literally change your life. So um, guys, hopefully you got some value today. If you can, please share it um, and uh, mean the world to me. If anyone can uh, get a little bit of value from one of these ratios and uh, I hope I'll see you in the next one, guys. Peace.